Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell talking Gamecock football today. Will Muschamp held his weekly press conference this afternoon. About 25 minutes, Muschamp spoke to the media. The Gamecocks coming off this 17-10 to loss to Kentucky and Wes. Coach Muschamp did give us some updated information on a number of players. Chaz Elder back at practice today. Rondriquez Davis, the freshman wide receiver, likely out this weekend against Texas A&M. Offensive lineman Donnell Stanley and Blake Camper, according to Coach Muschamp, will likely be out through the bye week. And wide receiver Debo Samuel ran well today in practice, according to Muschamp, and the coaching staff will decide on Thursday if he can play against Texas A&M in a 4 o'clock kickoff this Saturday at Williams-Brice. The Gamecocks opening a five-game homestand. And, Wes, we got questions about Rico Dowdle as well. We thought he might play, or at least on special teams. Maybe we weren't sure. In the Kentucky game on Saturday, he did not play, but there's hope that he could play this weekend against A&M. Yeah, he, he will definitely play on uh, special teams this week, and then um, – you know, he he actually did travel to Kentucky, even though he didn't get in the game. So he'll be on special teams this week, and depending on how practice goes this week, he could actually 
uh, find himself on the field as far as the offense goes as well. Wes, getting Elder back will help the Gamecock defense. You know, he's been a solid player on the back end of the defense, but defense has not really been the problem for South Carolina. As strange as that sounds, you know, South Carolina's defense was such an issue last year, but it's the offense that's been plaguing the Gamecocks through four games this year. Yeah, and you know, but I, I think having Elder back, if he is, um, if he is definitely back, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have him do some contact stuff. Um, you know, as the week goes on, just to make sure that he's ready. So I wouldn't completely count him back yet. But you know, that, that's that's a guy that, that they're going to need when you look at Texas A&M's offense and what they're able to do. So, sort of how dynamic they are on the edge with their wide receivers. Um, and and that that injury he had was really was pretty nasty little rib injury. So you know, they'll make sure that he's ready. But you know, I, I think the offense really. I mean, honestly, for them to give up, I think it's seventeen point three points a game so far that you know that that's a minor miracle in itself I think you know I think the staff has done a great job of sort of uh, managing games uh, to put the defense in good positions Um, the one thing the offense has not done at least this past week they didn't was you know turn the football over so that that's kept the defense from being in bad spots but um, you know I, I think you look at this defense and you see a defense that plays very very hard they are in position a lot of times. Now they don't always make the play on the ball, which, you know, I think you saw some struggles getting off blocks against Kentucky that led to some long games. Um, but, you know, they, they hang in there. They, uh, they're sort of a, a group that kind of perseveres even when they give up some chunk yardage. And, you know, I think you have to be – you have to credit them with the strides they've made. Now that said, I, I you know, I, I think we're probably I, – I don't want fans to – get the impression that the defense is all fixed. I think when they play some offenses like Texas A&M combined with the South Carolina offense, that's probably not going to be able to score a bunch. You know, don't don't be shocked if the South Carolina defense gives up some points this week. Offensive lineman Donnell Stanley and Blake Camper did not play in the Kentucky game. Debo Samuel missed the Kentucky game. And as we look at some of the statistical numbers the Gamecock offense has put up through four games, how much has the absence of these three players contributed to the Gamecocks' offensive woes? Clearly, Stanley and Camper are important on the offensive line. But, Wes, the offensive numbers are abysmal right now for the Gamecocks. Yeah, it's been bad. I mean, I I think that is – the loss of those guys is a part of it. Um, I, I mean, you'll probably recall we we when we talked about this offense preseason, um, you know, there were a couple of things we said. One of them was that Debo Samuel and Brian Edwards had to stay healthy. Um, obviously, that's not happened with Debo. And two, we said this offensive line was going to have to sort of uh, set the tone for the rest of the offense. That obviously has not happened either. So. Uh, you know, you can you can kind of go check by check and see why this offense is bad. Um, a a great offense can can do basically anything successful. They you know a great offense can both run the football and throw the football. Short passing game, deep passing game. The great ones can do it all, and that gives their offensive coordinator the freedom to basically call any play on any down. Um, if a great offense gets hit for a loss on first down, chances are they can pick up 12 yards in the next two downs and stay on the field. Um, a, a good offense, a decent offense, generally has one thing it can lean on. Maybe you got a young quarterback, but you've got a good running game. You lean on the running game, take the pressure off your young quarterback. 
an offense like with South Carolina, they have a true freshman quarterback who's learning on the job, a redshirt freshman running back, and an older running back in David Williams who hasn't played a whole lot, hasn't played well a whole lot in his career. You have a true freshman wide receiver in Brian Edwards and a revolving door at the other receiver spot where Debo Samuel is out. Rodriguez Davis looked to sort of have a little bit of a coming out party against ECU. He's hurt now, too. So that position has changed constantly. Um, you do have a nice target in Hayden Hurst, who is still sort of learning the position. But again, even though he's 23 years old, he hasn't played a ton of college football at the tight end position. So you you add all those things together, and 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 you see what you have right now. There, there's there's literally zero margin for error. Look look at a South Carolina drive, and and then break it down to 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 a segment of downs to three downs. All th- South Carolina has to execute on all three downs to get a first down. And then that has to happen, you know, five, six times within a drive, depending on where they are on the field, to score a touchdown. Um, th- there's, no, there's no consistency because if, if, they, if they get behind the sticks on first down, then chances are that, that sequence of downs is, is already screwed. You're already going to punt, basically. Yeah. So in my, in my opinion – if you really like just look at it from like a percentages and mathematical standpoint, since they don't have anything they can lean on right now, like every call, like every play call has to be perfect. And then, and then it has to be executed perfectly because they, they don't have enough athletes to sort of, I guess you would say, uh, take a mistake and absorb it and, and, and keep playing well. Um, so you know, you, you look at the issues offensively and you almost, you know, I know different people have different reasons. Say, well, you point out this, point out that for why the offense is struggling. Um, all the reasons are probably right because it's some, it's some combination of all of these things. And that's why, uh, to me, why they, they've been so bad because there's just, there's just simply no margin for error. And that, that expands to the football team too not just the offense, because, I mean, look at this. Running into the kicker on the punt, that call, that call that's a three-point swing. Punt return for touchdown gets negated by a block that had nothing to do with the play. Fenton was already past those guys. That's a seven-point swing. And then Jamarcus King's interception gets taken away by pass interference, which South Carolina, you figure – even if you're being conservative, that Elliott Fry makes that field goal. So conservatively, we'll make that a three-point swing. That's 13 points um, swung against South Carolina. In a, you know, when you have an offense that's struggling to score points, so there's just simply even against Kentucky, which is not a good football team. I, I thought it was interesting. The announcers kept saying Kentucky's defense had gotten well against South Carolina, and I kept saying, no, South Carolina's just not executing on offense. The plays were there to be had. There just was no consistent execution. So right now, to still Steve Spurrier's favorite saying, it just it is what it is. Um, there's no margin for error with its offense or with its team, and in close ball games, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. So they're going to have to long-term recruit themselves out of this, but short-term, these young guys are just going to individually have to sort of 
keep growing, getting better, and then as an offense, in theory, maybe all these guys can sort of grow up together, especially once you start getting some of your starters back healthy as well. Tuesday edition of Gamecock Central Radio here. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got a free phone app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, South Carolina 2-2 two and two overall and 1-2 and two in the SEC. Interesting that nobody in the SEC has played three conference games and nobody in the league has played three road games. So South Carolina getting set to open up this five-game homestand. A very good Texas A&M team coming in Saturday for a 4 o'clock kick at Williams-Brice. A&M ranked ninth in the country. They're 4-0. They're atop the SEC West standings right now at 2-0 in conference play. And they're a high-powered offensive team, averaging 43 points a game. So they're going to present a lot of problems to the Gamecocks. Very athletic team. Maybe one of the best defensive line groups in the country outside of Tuscaloosa. So, Wes, uh, continuing with the Gamecock offense here, and you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but our job is to report the news. And the simple fact of the matter is that right now, Gamecock offense is not good. 127th in the nation in scoring offense at 14.3 points per game. That's next to last in all of FBS football. There's 128 teams playing FBS, and the Gamecocks are 127th in scoring offense. South Carolina dead last in the SEC and rushing at 90 yards per game. Uh, that's 40 yards per game less than the next worst team in the SEC in terms of rushing offense. 124th in the country in total offense. Third down conversions, the Gamecocks are 18 of 58. That's 31%. That ranks 110th in the country. And all this juxtaposed against this A&M offense that comes in, leading the SEC in rushing 269 yards per game and 7 yards per carry Whew. for A&M. So a tall order coming up on Saturday, Wes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, I... I... <laughs> I think it's it's one of those games where you you always have to you never say never, especially when you're talking about college football. But um, it it would just take it would take South Carolina by far their best performance of the season, and by far Texas A and M's worst performance of the season. For South Carolina to win this game, yeah. you know, even though it's at home, we're not. Even though South Carolina has been been obviously not as good the last last season, uh, extending into two years ago, I, I I don't remember a game going into a game and just thinking South Carolina's got no shot. Um, you know, even against Clemson last year, you know, I I kind of thought, well, this they're at, South Carolina's at home. Um, if they if they have any pride whatsoever after that Citadel loss, knowing what this game means to the state, they'll hang in there against Clemson, and I, and obviously they did. Um, football is a game of matchups. I, I just going into this one, it's hard to see. It's hard to just see South Carolina uh, being able to win this game based on the matchup. You know, I, I think the only way South Carolina has a shot is if. A, a, they're going to have to jump on them quick. The way that ECU game started, uh, you know, you think back even as far as, like, uh, the, the Alabama game in 2010 when South Carolina just jumped all over them. Not not that this is remotely the same, but the fact that if you're at home and sort of the way a crowd can almost take over a game if, if something crazy happens for the home team early on, um, you know, put, put Texas A&M in a situation to actually have to deal with a little bit of adversity. That that's the only way I think South Carolina 
you know, can stay in this game and, and make it interesting. They're going to need a special team score, a defensive score, some type of big play because um, otherwise if it's just even uh, as far as turnovers go, as far as that stuff goes, I just I, I don't see any way. Now, you know, South Carolina's offense can get better as the year goes on, but just the matchup, you look at this, I mean, it, it was it was crazy. Muschamp talking today about the the guys basically that had impressed him from this A and M team, and he was basically naming the entire team. You know, he <laughs> talked about the the defensive line, how great they are, the safeties, how great they are, the receivers, how great they are, the running backs, how great they are, how well Trevor Knight has played, um, top to bottom. You know, it, it's just football is a game about matchups and. For South Carolina, this one just does not look like the matchups favor them. Now, you know what? Again, they're 18- to 22-year-old kids. Maybe Texas A&M takes it lightly. Maybe South Carolina has something good happen early on. Maybe they hang around and you get a break late. You, you, nev- you just never say never in college football. But, um, you know, at least nine times out of ten – it's hard to realistically um, say that South Carolina is going to have a good shot at winning this game. But but realistically, I mean, obviously, what, 99% of the people that listen to this podcast are Gamecock fans, um, but we we got we to keep it real with them, Emerson. This, this is just this is a bad matchup for South Carolina. So, you know what, if you're going to the game, go enjoy the game with your family. Have a good time. You only get what seven home games a year. That's right. Um, you know, go go enjoy it, but don't um, don't don't tweet me when you're mad that South Carolina loses because um, right now it's uh, that's just kind of what you almost have to expect with this one if we're being realistic. Yeah, A and M beat UCLA, a ranked UCLA team, to open the season. They won at Auburn a couple of weeks ago, and they beat Arkansas convincingly this past Saturday in College Station. Good Arkansas team they beat, I think. Yeah, so A and M ranked number nine in the country coming in, and they're four and zero. They opened as a thirteen and a half point favorite against the Gamecocks, and that number has shot up to seventeen and a half, whatever that's worth. So four o'clock kick Saturday at Williams Bryce. The weather should be good, temperature should be nice, and uh, afternoon kick should be a pleasant day at Williams Bryce. We just don't know how things are going to turn out on the field for the Gamecocks, but we do hope you'll take advantage of what should be a fine Saturday afternoon here in the Midlands and take in some Gamecock football. Wes, we got plenty more on A&M coming up this week. We appreciate you. Thanks, Emerson. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, that's Wes Mitchell. I'm Emerson Phillips. This is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. 
That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. 